0: to um give you guys a bonus track of kathy prigmore this was done back in 2013 at the very first women in architecture series where she presented now i need to warn you about this audio so it's originally uh i recorded the presentation so if you want to see the presentation just click on archispolly.online and you can see the presentation so you hear uh, a hertz sound, yeah, and it's from the mic that she used. So it's not as bad as when you see um, visually. Like, I think the visual helps. Oh, it's either that or it's the translation from that from the video file to the audio file that I'm getting this hertz. I'm mean, working on it, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, so I, I minimize it as much as I could. So you just need to um, just be aware of that. So if you hear that like this high pitch noise, uh, I, I tried my best, I tried my best, but again, go to archispolly.online and the um, video is right there. Or I click a link to the video. I can't remember what I did, but you can see the video. So um, here you go. Hello everybody. Hello. I see an AI Nova women in the back and someone's side. So
1: um, welcome to everyone. Uh, this is one of my favorite topics talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but you'll see um, uh, that I actually spent a, a lot of time um, with these issues and dealing with work-life uh, balance. So I have a question for everyone. Uh, class, if you were born after 1982, Okay, so all of you clap. I've been licensed as long as you've been on this earth. So I can figure out how old I am, maybe, from my conversation. Uh, I I have a lot to say, and I have a time limit, it, and I will just kind of get going here um, with my conversation. Uh, oh, thank you. So I've been um, uh, talking about women and uh, work-life balance for uh, a little bit, about five years, actually. I've been um, doing some activities with African American women, and just a little bit of history while this slide comes up. When I was licensed in 1981, or I took the exam in 81, but um, I didn't actually get my license until 82, I was the uh, 20th African-American woman licensed in the United States. So if you think about how few women there are, <laughs> um, and it was a surprise to me, but that really has a lot to do with how come I'm active in the profession still, because we still need a lot of women to be in the profession and to be active and to be successful. So, World Life Hours needs a lot of things to to everyone. Um, everyone has their own issues, their own challenges, and everyone's going to have their own way of working through architecture and their own way of seeking balance in the profession. Some of us have other things that we deal with. Uh, as I was coming through the profession, race and gender, my age was a big factor, actually, for a lot of my career, how young I was while I was doing some of the things I was doing. Um, Social, economic status, uh, what country club do you belong to or do your parents belong to? There's a lot of things that impact um, your uh, work life balance. Uh, I just want to mention uh, last night I was at an AIA function in Tom, Maine. We see the gold medal and I was so proud because he actually acknowledged his wife who he's been married to for 31 years and they are partners and just to have him in the forum of the AIA giving credit to her for his winning the gold medal I thought was, uh, you know, it's a good, he's a good role model, great role model for all the men that were in the room and we need more people like him to support what we do. So I, I frame my discussion uh, with some images and some dates that are kind of important to me. Uh, in 1965, I moved to this area. I basically lived in this area right south of um, Arlington, the Yard is right here. I worked here on King Street. My first job was over here, also on King Street. And um, one of the things that really framed my presence to the profession started when I was in the eighth grade and I started actually studying architecture when I was very young at a library right here. So you see my universe is relatively small, but I've been able to um, do a lot within that framework. Then um, I also book- very fortunate to have a, my first job actually before I started architecture school which was the city of Alexandria, and again this was this was a opportunity for me to actually um, figure out that I could do something that the men that I was working were working with um, respected me and so forth. So by coincidence, I had the opportunity to design this park, which is in the city of Alexandria. Uh, when between uh, my graduating from high school and my entering architecture school. And one of the things that did for me um, was help me uh, realize I could basically do anything. I didn't know about all these things that were gonna come afterwards, but it was really important for me as I went along through my career to know that there are some men out there who do support women through this uh, crazy profession. <laughs> Um, So, I went on to architecture school, I went to Rensselaer, and uh, had a great time there, I loved it, and one summer, this is a story, I'm going to be telling some stories, Um, one summer, I took design one summer at uh, Woods Hole, which is in upstate New York, and I was working on a project, had great design, and my professor told me that. It was awful. I need to start over. And this is like halfway through the summer, so I'm like, I, I, this is, you know, this is a great design. It's related to the the terrain and it relates to the forms of the the earth around the lake and everything. I didn't want to start over. I didn't want to start over. So what did I do? I started over. <laughs> so we come to the final presentation. And can anyone guess what happened? You like the first design better. Huh? You like the first one? No. What happened was one of his best boys presented my original project. Oh. So that was the lesson I learned there was, you know, really stick to what you want to do um, with your life, with your design, with your career. And that's the other lesson I learned is, that people in authority don't always have your best interests in mind and that you really have to take ownership of your career, your education, and, um, you know, make the best of it with the resources that you can find. And they're not always the resources that you think they should be, your professors, your boss, or whatever. So that was a lesson I learned. It was a really hard lesson. It is something, again, it's one of those moments that really – made an impact on me and my work-life balance. The other thing I learned in architecture school was you didn't have to stay up all night to um, work on your project. So I ended up having a good time. Um, <laughs> you know, architecture school. I knew I wasn't a designer. I wasn't the faculty's favorite student. I figured that out early. And it really actually made me have a good academic experience without trying to, um, you know, to the wishes of the professors, which is hard to do when you're a student. So I have credits. Um, you know, when you're looking at work-life balance as a woman, I really encourage you to get all of the credentials that you feel you may need to get. get it. In my, for my perspective, get them as soon as you can. Um, you know, if you have to work and go to school, which one of my daughters is. I have two grown daughters now. Um, Work and go to school. Get that foundation that you need and that you want for your career. Try to um, talk to people and figure out what you may want to do and how you can achieve that. So it was really important for me to have a great foundation and to um, so that I could use that as I went through my um, professional development to fall back on. Um so, so we're up to nineteen eighty five. You see the little numbers in the corner. Um nineteen eighty five was the year I um I got married. Um actually I got engaged. We got married in nineteen eighty six, but the photo is actually from uh, about nineteen eighty five. I actually met my husband Someone in the room actually works with my, husband, my ex-husband. She's a fantastic superintendent. Um, and we have two beautiful children. And uh, this was 19, early 1980s, was a uh, time of uh, another recession. CAD was actually being developed. I was actually the CAD, I'm the CAD manager for this project. If the people in my office do that, they'd be like, you have got to be kidding, you don't have to. Anyway. So it was, again, it was really important for me as a young person to embrace that challenge because the um, principal came to me. They said, we have this new technology we're learning and we want you to be the one that helps the firm um, move through this project. So I was a cat manager. I learned a lot. I actually met a lot of people because I was able to travel um, early early in my career to um, take on that challenge. Another thing that I learned during this period of my time uh, this period of my career is CYA. CYA. You know what that is? Okay. Um, document everything for, you know, for a lot of reasons. For your professional reasons, um, for your project, as well as for um, your um, things that re- relate to human resources, uh, your your um, salaries, benefits, and things like that. Um, part of the reason was we didn't have computers back then to put all this information in, so you really need to keep everything in a, um, a documented document everything so that when you have your review, which really didn't happen, but you kind of told your <laughs> boss to talk to you every once in a while about a raise, you know, you can, you can tell him, well, we talked about this last time, this is what, but we agreed on, this is where we are not. I want to go back, actually, to just before this, uh, the firm I was at just before this, um, uh, Joanne Murray, who's in the back, she and I worked together. And this is something I don't know if women do anymore, but we used to have to have meetings in the ladies' room. <laughs> because, you know, we were working in a predominantly male environment. We would find things out. That we weren't supposed to know, so we would like, gather each other up, and you know, there's three or four people out of a hundred. It wasn't a lot of us. And we'd go in the ladies' room, and we'd have these little meetings. <laughs> um, so that was the sort of, you know, the kind of networking that we were doing at the time. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it's really important. I think the lesson is it's really important to know that uh, you, you, you need to find people within your organization that you can trust and um, that you can have honest conversations with. And um, in order to uh, enable you to work your way through some of the challenges that you may have. For example, with um, some of the policies that don't exist for us as women. You know, understanding how does the firm really treat you if you become pregnant, or if you have a, a parent that you need to talk to to, to take care of. What, you know, we have the written policies, but what really can be the aftermath of you taking off? And knowing what some of the other women have gone through in your firm. So you really do need to have a network of people that you can trust um, and work through. Um, okay, this, this uh, building, this was in 1987. That was the year my daughter Crystal was born. She's. 25, she'll be 26 in July. She just graduated from architecture school. (laughs) Um, You know, somehow she got all through undergraduates without uh, thinking about it. Then she decided to go to graduate school. So I am showing this project because this is a project where I was working for a firm that really treated everyone like a family, a family member. Uh, We went through the recession. The principal basically didn't pay themselves for a very long periods of time. They never laid anyone off. It was a recession like the one we're going through. They didn't lay anyone off, um, and they really treated everyone with respect through the whole process. The firm ended up closing down about 1982 and 1983. But you know, really, it, it was an organization where um, you know you you knew that whatever you did was for it. And that's another lesson to learn or another thing to look at, look for when you're when you are looking for a place to work. You need to be respected. You know, no matter what you do, you've got to have that feeling. Otherwise, my suggestion is you find somebody else. Because it's not going to be a healthy environment for you. And in order to succeed and to thrive, you have to be happy and healthy. So this building is 14 stories. Um, I was eight months pregnant when we were doing the punch list, so, you know, I talk to people, I tell people, and they're like, you've got to be crazy. Well, no, I was in excellent shape. Um, it was great exercise actually going to the, um, the punch list on this project because I walked, you know, all the things that your, your obstetrician tells you to do. You go walk and stay healthy and drink water and all that stuff. Well, it was actually part of my routine in the latter part of pregnancy. So, you know, if you're healthy, you can do things like that. That's not going to be everyone's path, but it is something you can do. Um, and then three years later, in 1990, I gave birth to my, my youngest daughter, Amber, and um, I was working on this project at the time, but uh, really wasn't able to continue to take my kids onto the job site. I did when Crystal was little she actually saw the buildings that I was working on. She got us to a point where she could um, pick out efficiencies in the work. <laughs> you know, and the contractors didn't really like that. And you know that was really so the difference in the laws as well, because you can't bring kids on a job site anymore. But back then they weren't that many <laughs> Um a, how much time do I have? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so this story, this is a story about, um, well, I'll skip that one. It doesn't really have anything to do with work like so. yeah, Okay, anyone know this building here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I was flipping around and looking for some stuff on this project, and then I found out that they're getting ready to redo it. So I guess that makes me an old architect. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, all I can say is that and, you, you know, working in a profession and giving it all that you can, which you can do, there's some really great things that can come out of it. Um, and, and you just need to figure out how to balance your family and your um, spouse and those sort of things with what you want to do as an, as an architect. Um, okay, tools. Now, half of the things up here most of you have never even heard of. But the point is that it, um, you have to, you know, to be a woman, to be an architect, to do all the things you want to do, you really have to stay on top of the tools. Because tools give you time. They give you that extra time to do the things that you need to do. To take care of your um, kids, do your grocery list, you know, you buy your, your groceries online or whatever. So it's really important to know what tools you have available, to stay on top of them, and to really take um, advantage of them. So uh, I spent um, about eight years full time at Howard University. That's when I ran through one of the recessions. That was when my kids were younger and in elementary school and doing sports and things like that. You know, if you can, if you can take that kind of break in academia, it gives you a lot of flexibility with raising your kids. And I probably would not have been able. to to do what I've done if I hadn't spent that eight years at um, at Howard. So, this one, just uh, real real quickly, um, work-life balance and your name. Okay, this is is something that women have to figure out when they get married. Do you keep your name or do you change your name? Well, my bosses changed my name for me because they were Gentlemen, they figured I got married, so my present for um, getting married from them, because we were in a recession, was new business cards. (laughs) New business cards had my name that I go by now, Catherine Primor. Well, you know that that was in 1986. In 2001, I'm working on a project at the Pentagon, and I'm sitting in a room and I'm looking at this woman, and I'm like, she looks so familiar. Who is she? She looks so familiar. Well, it turns out, to make a long story short, all of us have got married. All of us had changed her name. All of us had kind of morphed into these military-looking architects with blue suits and red, white, and blue. I mean, like, totally different than we were as interns. And it turned out she was one of my best friends from my very first job. But without our names... We didn't know who we were, and it was the most bizarre thing. Um, So, you know, there's no right or wrong about your name, but it is important to work on a balance. You know, your balance between your work and your life. But you're going to have to think about that decision and what it may have, what it may do for you or not do for you in the long term. Okay. Um. One, in, in 2002, I was elevated to fellowship. Just the real—I'll just say this very briefly—it caused trouble in the firm that I was with. Um, I, it was people became jealous with that, and I ended up leaving the firm. So, you know, again, you—you know—you need to strive for what you want to strive for. You know, achieve all your goals, but a lot of ways things may happen that you don't expect. Um, I left, and everything has been fantastic since, but it was really a surprise to find that um, everyone didn't value the fellowship the way I did, an individual and the way all my friends and colleagues did. I mean, not colleagues, my mentors and those folks did. Um, real quick story, I went to another project at the Pentagon for a couple of years, story about this or the, the, the um, hint from this one is have several pairs of shoes in your car. Or <laughs> <laughs> The first day I get to the, um, we go to the, the meeting on the first day and I had high heels. The um, parking lot was actually over here. I don't know if you all know the north lot of the Pentagon, it's like way over here. And I we had to walk all the way over to that side and I had high heels on, it was like um, 90 degrees in July. So make sure you have all kinds of shoes, you know, back up so that so you're comfortable. It's important. And then, you know, as you go older, as I found out, you know, they stress your knees and things like that. And it's true. <laughs> it's really important, ladies, to have great shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is the project. That is, it's a very special project for the federal government, which I can't tell you what it is. Um, most of the work that I do now I can't really talk about. But I just wanted to bring this up because... Just like I'm looking out today and I'm seeing this the birds for the women. This was the first project um, that started construction in two thousand seven where the workforce was diverse. There were women out in the you know, in building working and they weren't just the people sweeping up and, you know, holding the flag. Um, the uh circuit private manager was a woman. So the government's representative, client representative, was a woman. Um, there were women just all over the place, and then the diversity of the workforce, um, ethnic diversity, was just great. And for you know, for 30 years of my career, I had been looking and waiting for that, and it was—it's just really refreshing to know that that's more than normal. Than it was effective. Um. So, just a couple more slides. One is, on top of all of the work I was doing and raising my kids basically by myself, I had my friends and my family help, but I've basically been a single parent most of my career. I did a lot of service, you know, so there's time for some of these other things um, if you want to fit those things in. It could be you want to become a marathoner, or a parasail, or whatever. This just happened to be what I wanted to do uh, with my extra time. Um, and it, as evolving out of that is this uh, the thing that we call vortex. It started out as a mentoring and um, networking and uh, in a personal development program for African American women architects. We've been doing it for five years, uh, all over the country, and um, it's. You know, we need to find vehicles for for empowering ourselves. I think this program that Melissa put on is really helpful for that, but we need to find other vehicles for empowering ourselves so that we can be successful. And I know last, my last um, um, slide is the memory of Barbara Lari, which a lot of you probably know. Excuse me, a lot of you probably know. Um, Barbara and I have been friends forever. She is an extraordinary architect. A um, woman, and the thing about Barbara, I think that relates to this program, is that she lived every minute of her day a thousand percent, and um, she taught me that you know I need to live it a thousand percent.